We are very excited to bring Masechet Erevin, uh, which in many ways is a continuation of Masechet Shabbat. Uh, we have dealt a lot in Masechet Shabbat with the different Malachot. Uh, here Erevin focuses mainly on uh, the concept of uh, carrying between uh, different uh, places, etc. And therefore it's good to just quickly refresh uh, what we had learned uh, early on in Masechet Shabbat, approximately Davav, uh, started dealing with all of these things we said uh, over there uh, page 6 in Shabbat there are four different domains uh, there was the public domain, the private domain uh, a Carmelit and a Makom Patur uh, and uh, we had dealt with it so a private domain just to refresh our memory uh, is anything that is uh, four handbreadths by four handbreadths wide uh, and, and also at least uh, ten uh, handbreadths high uh, so that is approximately a meter high and uh, and therefore it can it doesn't necessarily I mean obviously it can be a house uh, is a perfect example of a private domain uh, and uh, whatever there are things for example like a pit uh, with those dimensions or a mound of earth uh, with those dimensions that also would qualify as a rishut hayachid a public domain uh, is uh, at, at least uh, sixteen uh, cubits wide that's sixteen amots approximately eight uh, meters wide and uh, and and normally the you know there, there is, uh, it's got no uh, roof over it, and uh, according to some opinions, there have to be 600,000 people uh, walking through there on a daily basis or living there and uh, on, on, you know, on a daily basis. And uh, we learn that all out from the the Midbar, the, the place where the Jews walked in the desert. There were no borders or there were no uh, walls around it, and, uh, and therefore it was a complete uh, public domain. Uh, Carmelit, which is kind of uh, neither private nor public, uh, and according to the uh, uh, the rabbis, what they added on uh, in terms of uh, of that, uh, we said a Carmelite, uh, you know, is uh, has got the stringencies of uh, of a, a public domain. Uh, a Carmelite is an area whereby uh, it's um, four handbreadths by four handbreadths. Also, hasn't got uh, walls on, uh, but it's uh, there are not that many people uh, traveling through it, and, uh, and and therefore it doesn't have the status of a rishut. Arabim, it maybe you know, and uh, and that that's that. Also, there is another thing just to fill off uh, is uh, is what's known as a makom patur, uh, which is uh, uh, the public domain only goes up to ten tvachim uh, high, so above a meter it is uh, free, and uh, anything else uh, above that is what's known as a makom patur, an exempt area. Uh, and uh, and that is also something that uh, you know it's less than four by four, uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, and therefore it is an exempt area. Okay, we will see a lot more about that um, in in our masechet, but those are the basics, and uh, we need it. Uh, already, what what happened is that that the rabbis came and they saw that people weren't treating Shabbat uh, very um, uh, you know, precisely or very carefully and therefore they enacted a whole lot of rules to, to govern people's behavior on Shabbat uh, we saw in, in Masechet Shabbat uh, we saw a lot about Muktzah uh, saying that certain things were mukta. Over time, they relaxed that. However, people were moving around and, and doing all sorts of things and ignoring uh, things, carrying between different domains, etc. And uh, the rabbis uh, therefore said, listen, actually what we need to do uh, is uh, define these things very clearly and, uh, and forbid uh, you to start carrying uh, from one domain to another, uh, even if it is maybe a rabbinical level. Obviously, on a, on a Torah level, you can't carry out 
from a private to a public domain, uh, the rabbis added in, uh, for example, a Carmelite you can't carry from a private domain to a Carmelite or vice versa, or a Carmelite to a Rishut HaRabim, a public domain. So we, they added all of that, or vice versa. Uh, so the rabbis uh, came in and added uh, all of these things. Uh, but on the other hand, they did not want to uh, restrict uh, people's, uh, they didn't want people to stay at home. They wouldn't want to totally restrict uh, people. Uh, therefore, they gave the people ability to uh, join together uh, and uh, see the domain uh, as uh, um, a, a one happy family, uh, the way it would work, uh, and uh, what you know, another thing to mention. Uh, about this is uh, people lived in certain areas. Uh, before we finalize that, uh, the other thing as well uh, that uh, we have to work out uh, is, uh, you know, and, and another thing that Erevin deals with a lot is, uh, you know, where where people live and, and what is defined as your place of residence. And that's obviously quite uh, easy if uh, you, you live in your own house the whole time and you eat and you sleep there, that's uh, that's great. However, uh, what happens if you go to stay somewhere and, uh, and what happens if uh, uh, you know, other people uh, are, are, are living there as well, etc. So, so what we have uh, is uh, Erevin deals a lot with those type of concepts, uh, defining this and uh, and, and making sure uh, that that uh, you know people are quite clear uh, as to how they how they live and what they can do between each other, so between the other these different domains. So, uh, so really what we are going to be using, and I will post uh, also when you download the shear, uh, you'll be able to get uh, these documents as uh, part of a Google Drive. Uh, you'll be able to see the pictures. Uh, a lot of times, uh, Erevin gets a bit of a bad rap because it is quite conceptual in uh, many places, uh, and therefore it's, it's, uh, it would be hard uh, without pictures to understand what's going on. But uh, once you've got the pictures, it actually doesn't become bad at all, and uh, something that, that, that you can manage. Once you have a picture in front of you, you can see exactly what the Gemara is trying to get across. Um, so uh, have a look then at uh, what, what I've called Erevin uh, 2.1, uh, two little one uh, with an eye. Uh, if you have a look at those pictures, uh, you will see uh, the, uh, the the first picture number one uh, shows a typical uh, uh, set of houses. Uh, each of those houses, each of those houses with the red roofs, uh, moves is it's it's in its own domain, uh, and uh, that that's a private domain. Each of them lead on into a little courtyard uh, that is like almost what we would call a common area. If you imagine all of those are like little townhouses uh, there's a common area uh, over there and then what you have in the middle uh, what you have what's known as an alleyway what's known as a mavoy and uh, the idea is is that uh, you know people uh, need to uh, join together uh, with all of these things so each of those houses really are uh, uh, private domains and then for them to be using uh, the the common area the common courtyards uh, inside uh, you know outside just outside their homes uh, they have to join together because if you're in a private domain anything else um outside of you might be considered uh, public and therefore uh, you know might be seen or confused with being public and therefore uh, the rabbi said what you have to do is join together uh, these uh, uh, these okay these courtyards you have to join together that's known as an Arab chatzeros uh, that means that everyone in the the buildings uh, has to in, in the individual houses has to contribute uh, towards a common meal and that meal is put together in uh, one of those houses 
and uh, therefore joins all those chatzas there uh, into one. That joins all these courtyards into one, and therefore it's considered a one big happy family. Everyone can walk uh, between the two of them. It kind of joins them together. Uh, similarly, uh, if you have all of them, you see the little entranceways out of those courtyards uh, into this uh, mavoi. Uh, what you have to do if you want to walk out of your courtyard into the mavoi, again, it's like a private domain uh, place walking into a public domain. You could get confused. Uh, and what do you do to join everything together for you to be able to carry in those mavois? Uh, the, the first step is to have a shit of mavaot. Uh, you have to have a shit of, uh, and uh, you have to join them together as well. And, uh, and, and we'll see how uh, that gets done. Um, the, you know, before we begin as well, uh, we, we're going to see that, uh, uh, in you know, in terms of these alleyways, uh, you know, even if you are allowed to to carry uh, inside of them, uh, we're going to see that uh, it would get confusing if you were able to just carry inside of them and just walk out uh, to the Rishut Harabim. You see the Rishut Harabim uh, with that uh, with a black road with a with a white markings on there. That's like a public road, uh, the Rishut Harabim, uh, and you could get confused because uh, they are quite close to each other. We're going to see. We're going to need to make some kind of adjustment uh, to these uh, uh, this this alleyway, even, albeit uh, that it is uh, closed in on three sides, which might be good enough on a Dorata level. Okay, uh, with that fairly lengthy introduction, uh, that gives us a bit of an insight uh, moving forward into the Masechet, uh, and uh, we are going to be talking about, uh, which we, we haven't dealt with much now, uh, the, uh, the other concept is, uh, what is defined as your residence? Uh, do you have to be there uh, as Shabbat starts for it to be defined as your residence uh, can you put food down uh, to make something else your residence we will deal with all of that uh, but not for now for now we start off uh, with the Mishnah uh, and we start off with this Mavoy this alleyway uh, that we have this alleyway that's closed in on three sides uh, what happens if um, uh, you have this uh, the, the fourth side open into the public domain uh, you're not allowed to carry inside of it on Shabbat without any form of adjustment and uh, what uh, what we have uh, is we're going to see we make an adjustment uh, picture two you see what's known as a lehi and picture three you see what's known as a kora uh, a kora is a horizontal beam uh, a lehi is a, um, a vertical beam uh, also just another bit of introduction over there uh, the, the, there's a look at later on in a few days time uh, where we deal with what is the purpose of a uh, the lehi or the kora does it actually uh, show you that you're actually beginning a new wall is it the first bits of a new wall and therefore it actually acts as what's known as a mechitza uh, as a dividing line or else is it just a symbolic thing which in, uh, just acts as a heker uh, form of recognition to say this is where uh, your your uh, your reshut, uh, the one reshut ends, the one domain ends, I the private uh, domain, once you've joined everything together, the private domain ends and then you move over from there into the reshut harabim. Okay, so going back to our mission, what is is this Mavoy has got a Kora at the end of it. Uh, that Kora is very high. It's more than 20 uh, Amot high. Uh, it says, what do you have to do? You might. You have to decrease uh, the height of uh, uh, this Kora to below 20 Amot. Okay, Rabbi Hudomar, no, you don't have to, to do that. All right, so uh, that already uh, we are talking here uh, that um, you are 
we are now on picture four, and we see the man standing at the bottom there. The, the Korah is way above him. 20 amot is about 10 meters high. Uh, so we see that's a very high uh, Korah. And uh, it says you have to decrease the heat, uh, the the height uh, of it, and that that's what you have to do. Uh, the second part it says, um, uh, Rabbi Huda says it's actually fine above that, uh, and says uh, the next part of the Mishnah uh, of uh, What happens if the alleyway is wider than ten amot, i.e. about uh, five meters uh, wide? Uh, it says uh, you have to do your might. You have to decrease uh, its width. Uh, if you have a Tzurata Petach, uh, which we're going to see that already in picture six, um, two vertical beams with a horizontal beam across, uh, really it is uh, the frame of a doorway. Uh, and uh, if, it, if it's got the, the, that doorway frame in it, even though it is wider uh, than 10 amot wide, uh, then you are even wider than five meters. As long as it's got this form of the doorway, uh, then there's no problem. Uh, it says, you do not have to do it because why? Because everyone can see that uh, this is a good uh, doorway and it, uh, it makes it into a private domain. Okay, that is the uh, that, that is the, the Mishnah and really what we're saying is, uh, is, is that something in, in generally uh, that, that's bigger than 10 Amot uh, is seen as a, uh, as a, as a kind of um, a breach uh, in a, uh, a thing you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, and, and, and therefore uh, we say that uh, it's a breach in the wall it's not defined as a normal entrance a normal entrance is not that big alright, uh, the Gomorrah picks up uh, on it and uh, it immediately relates it to a very similar Mishnah uh, in Masechet Sukkah the opening Mishnah of Masechet Sukkah uh, has a similar type of Mishnah and uh, it says the maximum height of a Sukkah is a, is a, is a specific high and Rabbi Huda, uh, height, and Rabbi Huda uh, says it can even be you know go up to uh, 20 uh, Amot uh, and that's it so now uh, Tanan Hatam we learned in, uh, in, in that Mishnah in Sukkah Sukkah uh, if it's more than 20 uh, Amot high uh, approximately 10 meters high Psula we say it is Pasul which means that it is absolutely no good uh, Rabbi Huda Makshu Rabbi Huda in this case says it is kosher very similar to, to what Rabbi Huda holds over there he says you don't uh, it, it, even though it's higher than uh, 20 Amot you don't have to decrease uh, the height of this um, uh, kora, uh, but in, in, in the same thing uh, in terms of uh, the sukkah, he says there's no such thing as a too high sukkah. Uh, and the Gemara says so. It's, it's similar, dealing with uh, very similar concepts. Uh, says the, the um, says that makes that's the point of the Gemara. However, uh, it says it in very different language. Uh, and uh, it says in where it says You said it's totally puzzled, like rules it out. Right, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. Seemingly, uh, Rabbi Huda Masha, Rabbi Huda says it's fine. Masha Gabi Suka Tani Pesula Gabi Mavoi Tani Tekanta. However, what did we say in terms of the Mavoi? We said if it's higher than twenty amot, uh, what do you do? You just have to lower it. Uh, I bring it down, and then you can do it. So for the Mishnah in Erevin uh, talks about uh, what you have to do to fix uh, the. Um, the Eruv, uh, by lowering the Kora to the correct height, uh, it should be fine uh, and you'd be able to do it. And what is the difference, uh, therefore, in terms of Sukkah, whereby it just kind of gives you a blanket rule and says, you're out, uh, sorry, uh, you can't, um, 
you know, we, uh, it, it, it doesn't give you any form of rectification. Whereas in the sukkah, I mean, in the, in the, in the mavoi, it says, okay, we decrease it, so that's fine. Why did it not uh, tell us this in sukkah? Okay, that's a, it's a linguistic uh, type of question, uh, and, you know, based on the different things. The answer is sukkah dorata. Uh, sukkah is a, 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 a Torah obligation, uh, and therefore a tani psula. So it teaches you, you are puzzled. Totally, totally no good. Once you've messed up a Dorata thing, you have to be very strict on uh, on, on Torah-based laws. Uh, therefore, once you mess it up, it's no good. Mavoi Dirabanan. However, the, the Mavoi, as we said, uh, this this whole alleyway is a, a rabbinical concept because uh, really, if it's bound on three sides, most uh, opinions hold uh, that it is already defined as a Rashut Hayachid, uh, private domain. Once it's got walls on three sides uh, here, uh, so it's only the rabbis that say, well, actually, even though there's a, because there's an open fourth side, you have to actually uh, deal with it. But that's only rabbinical, okay? And it's Mavu Draban and Tanik Tzakanta. So therefore, we can. When it comes to Torah, you can't uh, mess around with it. You have to take it as an absolute, okay? Because you have to be very strict about it. When it comes to this uh, this Mavu, uh, you maybe have to be less strict about it. So therefore, uh, what do you do? You have to come and say, that you are uh, that, that you you know give ways in which to fix it up. So that's the first answer uh, that that we give. Um, Ibatema, uh, the Gemara gives another answer though. Uh, it says Dorata nami tanitakanta. Uh, even though uh, in, you know, even though it's a, it's a Torah law, uh, you could have actually taught uh, a, a solution to it. You could have given a way out uh, for the sukkah. However, uh, what we're talking here, we're just talking a difference in the the way the mission is written. Ela sukkah, the efficient mile. Sukkah, the first Mishnah in Sukkah, deals with a lot of uh, different disqualifications. Okay, it says if it's higher uh, than uh, 20 amot, uh, and if it's got uh, less than three walls, uh, and it, it talks about, uh, uh, you know, more than, uh, it's, it's got to be more than 10 tfachim high, uh, and it's got to have uh, more shade than sun. It gives a whole long list of, uh, of uh, possible disqualifications. Uh, and we say, Sukkah and Efishun Milay, so there are all these possible disqualifications Applications, uh, then pasikle tani pasula. It's much easier to say if it doesn't fulfill these, these obligations, it is pasul. It is totally uh, forbidden, uh, and uh, it didn't it didn't uh, you know enumerate uh, each one uh, separately because otherwise it would have had to it would have been unnecessarily cumbersome. Uh, it would have taught, for example, uh, a sukkah that's higher than twenty um, or more to you have to decrease, and if it's got more less than three walls, then you'd have to increase it to three walls, and if it's got uh, more shade than sun you'd have to add in more schach, so there's, I mean, more sun than shade, then you'd have to add in more schach until there's more shade than sun. So it would have had to be, it would have been a bit of a, 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 a clumsy uh, Mishnah. Uh, therefore, Pasuk Vatani, it just kind of clear-cut uh, said, uh, it's puzzle, it's no good. Uh, you let your work it out exactly why it's not good. Mavoi, the law of In terms of the mavoi, uh, what you've got here is, uh, the, you know, assuming the uh, the Korah fulfills all the uh, other requirements, we'll see in a few daft time. Uh, you know what all those requirements are. It's got to be a certain size. It's got to be hold a certain weight, etc. Provided that is all uh, good, uh, what do you do? All you have to do is decrease the size. Tani uh, takanta, and therefore it teaches you uh, the um, the ability to, you know, it, it teaches you what to do once you've done it. 
All right, uh, that is that is that. All right, now uh, we move on to the actual basis of uh, where we get this high thing from. I'm Rav Yehuda. I'm a Rav. Chachamim lo lamdua ela mepitcho shal heichal. Rav Yehuda lo lamdu ela mepitcho shal ulam. Okay, uh, a quick word of introduction over here. Uh, Rabbi Huda says that uh, the the Rav said the rabbis only learned out, uh, you know, the height restriction, i.e., it has to be less than twenty amot from the doorway to the heichal. Right, the heichal uh, is the uh, what's known as what defined. It's uh, translated really as the as the sanctuary. Uh, that is the part uh, that if you walk all the way through uh, the heichal, you will get to the Kodesh Kodashim. Uh, it's got a whole lot of things inside. It's got the menorah. Uh, it's got the shulchan. Uh, uh, and it's got uh, the, the Mizbech as I have, uh, it's got all of those uh, uh, things inside. Uh, then after that, once you go through a door, uh, moving in a easterly direction, i.e. Uh, to the right, if the if the Kodesh Kodashim is on the extreme left, uh, the, the, the sanctuary, uh, the Heichal, uh, comes next. And then on the outside of the, once you get to the doors of the Heichal, uh, you then move into a bigger area, double the, the, the length uh, and uh, or, or the width, whichever way you're looking at it. Uh, and uh, we say, that, assuming there's a width, if we're talking uh, uh, that, uh, that way, uh, something much higher and much wider. That is called the Heichal, right? That is uh, defined as, uh, sorry, that is defined as the Ulam. Uh, the previous thing was the Heichal. Uh, this is defined as the Ulam, uh, the, uh, the kind of entrance hall. Okay, uh, and that is, you know, we're saying is, Rabbi Huda learned it out from uh, this entrance hall. The rabbis learned it out from the Heichal. What are we talking about? If none, as we learned in a Mishnah, uh, I think the Mishnah in Midot, did none. Pitchor Shaheichal, Gavoa Eshim Amma, the door of the Heichal uh, is uh, 20 Amas high, Rokbo Eshim Amot, and 10 Amot wide. So that's exactly what, uh, you know, there uh, it says. And uh, the, the entrance hall uh, is 40 uh, cubits high. That's like 20 meters high and 20 cubits uh, wide. Uh, oftentimes, with, uh, the picture uh, that you see when people show you like a, a, a depiction of the Beit HaMikdash, you see this big uh, thing uh, sticking up, you know, that, that, that that's this big entrance area uh, sticking up. That is actually uh, the Heichal. Uh, that is, uh, sorry, the Ulam. Uh, that is the Ulam. And um, that's the one thing that that's much higher uh, over there. The rest of the building is is much lower. Uh, but you are looking at the ulam every time you look at those kind of pictures. All right, uh, and it says Ushna Mikrechadash. Really, there's no. Uh, they're both actually arguing about the uh, the same verse. Uh, what is that? For Shachator Petach We're talking about a shlamim offering here, and it says you have to shift it at the entrance Petach uh, Oel Moed at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Um, uh, the rabbis say uh, you've got the, the heichal is one level of holiness and uh, the, the ulam is, uh, is another level of holiness. Heichal is holier, uh, obviously, uh, then because it's closer to the Kodesh Kodashim uh, and, and the Ulam has got another level of holiness. Um, and when it says the Oyam uh, the, the, the the tent of meeting, literally, uh, we say uh, that really is the... Um, 
the door of the uh, of the Heichal, right? So that's the door of the Heichal, and that's what the rabbis hold. So they say that we have to learn it out from the door of the Heichal, and we know, as we said, the door of the Heichal was 20 high. That was the maximum uh, that it was. So that is defined as a good doorway. That is the rabbis' view. However, Rabbi Yehuda Savar, his view is, uh, really, he says, uh, the issue is in the times of the, uh, uh, there were two times, obviously there's the, the temple itself in Jerusalem uh, and then there was a time before the temple when there was no temple there was only an oil moed when there was only an oil moed a tent of meeting uh, that is actually something that uh, didn't have uh, the split between the ulam and the heichal right that was only in the temple itself that you had the split uh, whereas in the in the in the tent of meeting uh, you never had that split ulam uh, he he says actually therefore uh, they've got the same level of holiness and when it says the opening of the tent of meeting it means a tent of meeting which is essentially the heichal and the ulam it doesn't really make a difference uh, because this was all uh, you have to bring the the, the shlamim uh, into the tent of meeting and he says listen that's that's all uh, what it is the entrance the doorway to the tor- a tent of meeting, he says, it encompasses uh, the ulam and the heichal. That's that's both together. He says, if they're the same holiness, uh, that's that's why. Uh, you know, he says, um, uh, if they're the same holiness, then you know he can learn it out from uh, whichever one he wants. Really, the doorway can be therefore the bigger one. He can hold the bigger one is the doorway. All right, uh, that is Rabbi Huda's view. Uh, that's the one way of understanding. If you could look at it another way. How so? Uh, maybe you would say that he does agree uh, that you can split up the, the holiness of those two areas. But still, uh, what, what, what is the reason that he holds this way? Actually, there's a bit of a difficult uh, pasuk because actually it isn't a pasuk, Tosfot mentions uh, that this is there's no such pasuk really it's probably an amalgamation of uh, uh, different verses and stuff like that but but really the doorway uh, entrance house uh, of the house really what what it means is that uh, that, that is still defined as a doorway okay and and the, the ulam uh, is defined as a doorway so really we see that he does hold uh, there is this uh, you know as we said if you combine these psukim it does show uh, that um, the ulam is defined as a doorway and now bouncing back, if you would have said uh, that way, it says, Actually, if you would have said it uh, in a slightly different way, the opening of the olam, we say no, uh, he says the olam of the bait. He says the door that opens into uh, this entrance or bait, this, this bait that is connected uh, to the olam. So you can't just say it is a uh, the, the the door of the ulam, it's uh, you know it's a door that leading uh, into it. Right, so you know it's a bit difficult as we said without that that real pasuk, so we can't be too uh, exact on 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 all of those things. Okay, good. Um, 
And uh, the Gemara just has a fundamental uh, question over here before moving on. It says, Baha'i Ketiv, Ke Mishkan Ketiv. When we're talking about all these verses, obviously every verse that's written in the Torah was only applicable or only uh, relevant when it came to the Wamoy. That's all its frame of reference was. Uh, and uh, because that was a tent that was built by Moshe in the wilderness. Uh, and therefore, uh, it says, uh, it's, it's talking about the Mishkan. Okay, it, that, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about the Mishkan that, that moved around in the desert for 40 years and then eventually came uh, to places like Nov, Givon, Shiloh, uh, etc. before uh, the Beit HaMikdash was built. The Beit HaMikdash was only built uh, centuries after uh, the, the Jews came into the land. Okay, uh, and, and therefore, surely everything we're talking about here is only with regard to the Mishkan, the, the tabernacle, and not with regard to the temple uh, in Jerusalem much later on in history. Uh, and we say, no, actually, Ashkan, Mizbech, Ikri, Mikdash, and Mishkach, Ikri, Mishkan. Both the Mishkash, Mikdash, the, the temple itself, would be called a Mishkan, uh, and so too, vice versa, the, 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 uh, the Mishkan itself was called a temple. The uh, Lord Tamahaki, if you don't say such a thing, Hi, I'm Ravi Huda, I'm Ashmo, Ravi Huda, and I'm Ashmo, Shramim, Shakatan, Korem, Pitkat, Adela, Tota, Hekal, uh, there's a statement uh, when we're talking about sacrifices it says that if you shecht a, uh, a shlamim offering uh, before you've opened up in the morning uh, the doors of the heichal uh, that is you disqualify them okay psulin uh, you have to open up at the petach or I uh, the gates have to be open uh, over there the gates have to be open and not that they are locked so that is that really has to happen uh, first up, Paikativ Hai Mishkan. If you saying that this is, you know, surely this is talking about the Mishkan, Kativ Ella Ashkan Mikdash Ikri Mishkan Mishkan Ikri Mikdash. Really, the two words are synonymous. Mishkan, you can say, is Mikdash. Uh, Mikdash is Mishkan. Uh, really, we are talking about uh, the same thing. Gomorrah says, is that really so? We can see that the temple is actually called a sanctuary, the Mishkan. The Mishkan. Uh, Pasuk in uh, talking about uh, the... Um, the blessings before we uh, get to the curses, it's part of, uh, you know, Bakukatai. Uh, it says, I will put, put my tabernacle amongst you. Okay, and, uh, you know, he's talking about Mishkani, uh, really, it's uh, talking about uh, the temple, uh, even though, because he says, talking about after we come into the land, and it says, I'll put my Mishkan. So we see even the temple is sometimes called a Mishkan. Ella, Mishkan Ikri Mikdash, is there such a place where the, the, uh, the sanctuary is called a mikdash, minalan, you know, the, the, um, you know, so we see the mikdash is called the mishkan, but uh, the vice versa, the, the, the mishkan, is that ever called a mikdash? It says, minalan, where do we see that? If you say that we learn from the Pasuk, okay, when the katim used to do their work, the lifting work, uh, etc., it says they, they, uh, had, they carried, uh, the, the table, the, I mean, the, 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 um, and uh, Nasu Hamikdash, we call it the Mikdash. They they, they carried the uh, vessels of the uh, uh, of the table. Vaikimu itamishkan abuam. So it calls it in the in the in the first part of the of the thing. It says it calls it a Mikdash, and then afterwards it's called a Mishkan.
Right, so we see that uh, you know those languages are uh, interchangeable uh, for our purposes. Zahu, um, and the Gemara says, you know, surely they are. Uh, if you say it's from that thing, we say it's interchangeable, and we answer to that actually would be Ahu Baron Kativ. That is not. They were just talking about the Ark, uh, and that's it, not the actual uh, Mishkan uh, itself. Elamihacha. Uh, we have the more, most famous verse, Vasudi Mikdash. Often one of the most famous verse when you when you talk about the Mishkan and the Mikdash. Uh, the, the Mishkan, it says, Asuri Mikdash, make me a Mikdash, uh, and I will live in it. So we're talking here, the making of the Mishkan itself, but it's used with the word Mikdash. So we see Mikdash and Mishkan are synonymous words. Okay, uh, so we've managed uh, to, to prove that. So, you know, Mishkan is Mikdash and vice versa. Uh, so, therefore, we move on and we say, actually, Bainer, 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 Rabbi Huda, uh, why don't you just say the height or the width of a doorway? Now we kind of move over from height uh, and, we, and we discuss uh, the width. We said if it's less. Uh, then ten uh, amot. Uh, then what you should do uh, is uh, is narrow it, narrow it down to less than ten amot. As we saw in picture five, that doesn't have to be uh, with a wall. It can even be uh, certain sticks. We're going to see less than three tvachim between them, uh, and and therefore it is it is fine uh, to do that. Okay, and uh, and once we're saying how do we do? How do we know uh, the width? It's been Rabbi Huda Okay, so so what do we have here? Uh, maybe according to the the rabbis and Rabbi Huda, surely you should work out the doorway of those gates that uh, that you've just finished working out the height for. Okay, uh, and and how do you, what, what is that dictive? Uh, the length of the courtyard is one hundred cubits. Okay, uh, one hundred amot. You know, and and the and the width. Uh, it's 50 and the heart is five cubits right so so therefore we have uh, those dimensions uh, and it says um as well kativ uh, and then the hangings on the on the gates are fifteen cubits, and there there are pillar, three pillars and three sockets. Really, we're talking about certain curtains uh, that uh, uh, that were there, uh, and uh, and that's it. Okay, so if you have all of those things, um, uh, we say ketiv the ketiv hashenit, and the second uh, the other side of of the of the gate maze for the gate of the chater claim. Uh, you have these uh, uh, kind of uh, Curtains, um, <clears throat> and he says, "Chamesh Yisrael Amar." There are fifteen cubits over there. Malhalan chamesh baruchav esrim afkan chamesh baruchav esrim. So we see, in terms of the tabernacle, uh, you know, it's 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 five cubits high and twenty cubits wide, uh, and that is a doorway. Okay, because really, what we said, we said it was a hundred by fifty, and we said that the curtains are fifteen on each side. So if you obviously take fifteen minus uh, fifty uh, minus fifteen minus fifteen, you get two twenty, uh, and therefore, and we said earlier that it was five cubits high, uh, about two and a half meters high. So we see uh, that is uh, defined as a doorway okay so maybe you'd say uh you know five by 20 uh, is actually uh defined as a doorway because as, as you know that's what we said um in terms uh of uh 
of that, it's, uh, you know, that uh, it should, should be fine in terms of that. Okay, so the Gemara says, no, Petach Sharach Hatzer Ikri. So it's called a Petach, but it's, it's also Sharach Hatzer, the, the, the gate of the courtyard. So that's what it's called. And, and, and therefore, Petach Stama Lo Ikri. It's called it with a modifying name of Petach Sharach Hatzer, the outside uh, court. Okay, and, uh, and, and, and not just a, a standard uh, Petach. Okay, so that can't be the answer. The Gemara says, Well, then I'll give you another answer. Uh, we say the hangings are 15 cubits. Uh, that is really talking, uh, not the width. Okay, as we said, 50 uh, minus 15 minus 15 would be equal to 20. Uh, we say uh, the, the, the hangings are 15 cubits. We are talking, uh, We're talking here about the height. Uh, of these uh, curtains, the Gemara says, "Hold on, you know, we don't know how much the width is. The width is unspecified uh, over there." And the Gemara says, "Gavua, how can you even suggest uh, such a thing? The height is ten. Vagativ, there was an explicit verse that says, uh, the height was only five. So how can you say it was fifteen if it was, uh, you know, five? Uh, it says, uh, mm-hmm. Really, what we're talking about here is the height of the mizbech. Okay, uh, the height of the mizbech." Uh, was 10 uh, and then there was another five uh, after that 10 so we see that that's how you get uh, to the full height of 15 this is really is depicted in picture number nine we also have you know in terms of picture seven and eight we just have those uh, representations of what we have been discussing over here and uh, the Gemara then asks, okay, uh, it says Rabbi Huda, did Rabbi Huda really learn it out? From the, the the ulam, okay, the forty high and twenty wide. Uh, it says v'hayt nan rachav eser amot yemayt. You know, in, if we had it in in the Mishnah, uh, it says that uh, if it's wider than ten amot, uh, you have to decrease the width. V'lo palig Rabbi Huda. Now, Rabbi Huda does not appear to uh, argue with that. All he does is argue on the height. He says if it's uh, you know more than twenty. Um, what high you would have to decrease the height. So it would seem that um, you know he's um, he's uh, you know uh, he's he's not holding uh, you know he's not holding of that. So how would we know that the thing is twenty across? Uh, and we say. Rabbi Abayah says, no, actually, Palik Brata, he does actually argue in a Brata, Datanya, as we learned in a Brata, if it's more than, you know, than, than wider than 10, you have to decrease it, Rabbi Hudomer, Einosrich, Lamait. No, you don't have to decrease it as well. So we see that Rabbi Huda argues both with the height and with the width. Okay, and that's uh, that's that's what we say. Even though the Mishnah never recorded it uh, that way, so no, that's the question that Gemara asked. So Livlok Bemenitin, why didn't you ask? Why didn't he argue in the Mishnah? Why didn't he say uh, the, the, you know the things together? Did, yeah, if it's too wide, uh, you don't have to decrease it, and um, and if it's too high, you also don't have to uh, decrease it. Why didn't he say such a thing? And the Gemara says Livlok Bemenitin, Palig Avigavah Vuhadin Alarchava. So actually. Um, 
we say uh, that uh, you know, you know, why do we say only the right and not the mission? The mission says no, uh, in terms of the height. Uh, but the same thing uh, with the width. Really, that's what he means uh, when he says uh, the the height and the width. He says law. You know, um, it means the height and the width. You don't have to decrease either the height uh, or neither the height uh, nor the width. Gemara continues and uh, says as uh, as as follows: Echati Rabbi Huda Pipirko Ulam Gemar. Is it really so uh, that he that he learns it out from the Ulam, uh, the very big one? Vatanya Mavo Shigavoy Meshri Mama Yimait. Abrata says if you've got uh, this um uh, uh, the Korah uh, 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 that is more than twenty high, you have to decrease it. Rabbi Huda Machshir Ad Arbeim Vachamishim. Uh, until 40 or 50 uh, so we see that's it Vitani Bakapara Ad Maya and Bakapara says up until 100 uh, is good so now the Gemara says well we got like a few new uh, she taught now exactly the first one started off fine more than 20 you have to decrease it no problem uh, Rabbi Huda said uh, that it's fine we, we're good with that but uh, it seems to say 40, 50 uh, what is 40 or 50 uh, mean over there and Bakapara goes up to 100 so you know we, we left with a bit of confusion here uh, in terms of it so let's clarify it it says in terms of Bakapara what would you say does he really mean 100 amount no Guzma he's just exaggerating uh, uh, when, it, when it comes to that, and therefore he's not, um, he doesn't really mean that. He means and go up very high, uh, but not that high. Ella love Rabbi Huda, and if it was Rabbi Huda, who would be the next logical person, uh, that uh, all you have to say, uh, hi Guzma, uh, my Guzma, you know what what uh, exaggeration is there? Uh, you know he's not just making up numbers for fun. Uh, it says Bishnam Rabbi Huda Arbeim. We can understand forty. Uh, why? Gamer Pitkoshul Ulam because forty is the height of the Ulam. That that's great. Okay, so at least he's got some source that some some doorway sticks up uh, 40 ama. However, uh, so, you know, he, he did not just throwing words around for fun, uh, you know, but so therefore we're saying, where does he get the uh, the extra heart. Why did he say 40, 50? What is that about? Uh, surely you should have just said 40 and, and, and stuck there because then it would have been exactly the heart of the Heichal. Uh, it says, no, I'm Rav Kista Haim and it's an um, at uh, at ite uh, le rav, so he got kind of uh, confused, uh, rav, or you know, uh, and uh, and so actually, detanya uh, the following brata mavoi shi gavoi meshri mama with this mavoi uh, which is uh, greater uh, than than twenty uh, cubits. Okay, the. Um, the height. So then it's higher than the door of the Heichal. You have to decrease it. You're learning it out from the door of the Heichal. And he's learning it out from the door of the Ulam. Okay, which is double the height. Velohi. No, actually, Rabbi Huda Mipitkat Den Rachim Gamar. Really, he's not looking specifically at the temple. He's just saying, in general, uh, this is the house of a king. Uh, and, you know, in palaces, uh, they uh, had these impressive uh, doorways. And, you know, he came in. Uh, and, and that is... Um, you know, just to, to impress people. So really, he's not learning out specifically from that. He's learning out from general uh, palaces over there. The Gomorrah says, but, you know, another question now. 
Um, if we learn it out from the, the, the Ulam, okay, uh, we say it like that, uh, if it is, sorry, in Pitkos Gemiri, we're learning it out from the Heichal, um, it says, Libai, the Latot, Heichal, this would be the same way, the Heichal, uh, the sanctuary had doors uh, to open it, right, so the Ulam had doors, uh, and you go into there, and then the sanctuary had doors, uh, you know, Alma, so why do you say it? You know, in terms of the 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 you know making sure that you can carry in a mavoi beit shama rim lechi bekora beit rim lechi okora. Okay, uh, and uh, we see that later on uh, we discuss the Mishnah. Uh, you know, and, and we say how do you how do you demarcate or uh, show the hikir, and how do you you say in terms of a of a uh, a wall uh, with that. Um, or a domain, really, that you have to, that this alleyway, that you have to fix up. Uh, it says there are different ways. Uh, the one is a lehi. Uh, says you have to have a lehi and a kora. And Vaitila says a lehi or a kora. Okay, so they're arguing about that. But no one, uh, you know, said that you need doors. Okay, so that's it. You know, maybe what we say is that surely the same way uh, the sanctuary had doors, maybe, and you learn it from the sanctuary. Uh, so it's too, uh, and, and, and Mavoy must have doors as well. No one, not Beit Shammah, not Beit Hillel, uh, definitely not Beit Hillel, uh, says that you have to have doors. The word says, okay, well, maybe let's revise our thought of doors in terms of the of the of the Mishkan. Uh, really, that was done really for Tzniot purposes, for being uh, modest, uh, and therefore it's practically uh, they didn't have to be there. Uh, really, they, they they were there, uh, but they weren't essential, uh, really, as part of this whole uh, discussion. Uh, and it would have been a good entrance, 100% a good entrance, uh, even without uh, real doors. So we don't abstract from the temple uh, or the Mishkan and say we have to have doors uh, in, you know, for it to be a proper um, Eruv, uh, etc. And, uh, and that's, uh, we say it, you know, even, uh, oh, sorry, we don't have to have the doors there uh, for it to be defined as, as an entrance. Even just an open space is an entrance. Um, and uh, maybe actually this is a, a fairly good place to stop uh, and uh, you know in terms of it we're a little bit mitsugi but uh, it moves on to another topic uh, that of Turata Petach uh, so we'll leave it there for the day everyone uh, should have a wonderful day and Bezrat uh, Hashem we will uh, you know enjoy Erevin it's, uh, and as we said it's much easier uh, when, it, when you are looking at the pictures and you can visualize uh, what a person is talking about okay everyone should have a great day